Hello humans, hello humans. Another go out and work recording. Hang on, I gotta get it clipped to the close here. We're out, uh, Doggo and I, one Doggo and I are clearing brush at the back near the bluff. Anyway, so this one is about uh, after Empire. What? So, uh, right now, we're all living through uh, the death of the American Empire. I don't really see this as the death of the United States. Um, I see this as the death of the system that was put in place at the end of World War II um, by the, basically by... uh, the controllers uh, who have this um, Zionist bent. And uh, so this is the end of the system, uh, end of the Bretton Woods system. That's what's failing. And uh, uh, an aspect of that was the Federal Reserve basically um, taking over all the central banks of the planet and uh, floating us with so much debt that uh, they could uh, get all these screwy schemes launched. And that's all coming to an end. Uh, As I say, I don't see it as the uh, end of the United States per se. Uh, Very much like the, it's like the end of the Soviet Union, right? Um, And, you know, people living in the Soviet Union had to ask themselves, after the the end of the Soviet Empire, then what? What are we going to do? Right? And then it took them 20 years to rebuild. We know our empire is coming down, so we can do some of our, at least the planning for it, uh, for the rebuild now. We don't have to wait. It's a foregone conclusion. It was not necessarily so with the way the Soviets broke apart. A lot of this is going to be. Um, uh, difficult for the former powers that be, the Mother Weffers and all of those guys, all the secret society folk, to uh, accept that the, we're, we're having like a, what would it be? Hang on a second. So it would be about a 5,000 year change. Okay, so we're in the age of Aquarius now. And we've just come through the age of Pisces, uh, where everybody learned to school together. Prior to that was on the age of Taurus, which was the age of the bull. That was the age in which all of this Babylonian shit got started. That was the um, uh, 2,500-year period of time. Yeah, good dog. You've got to get your ass out there. Out of there on your own. Um, that was a 25 year, 100 year period of time in which uh, most of the um, deep power structures that we've lived under were established. And so this, um, this change is a change of uh, a dual, a biennial change, so to speak, right? Not biannual, but by age, so to speak, two, two ages at a time. Uh, so quite the significant shift and just one symptom of it is the end of the American Empire 
spines yeah. anyway uh so everybody who's a kid now you know anybody under 80 um has got to ask themselves i mean here in the u.s north america even okay after empire then what what are we going to do because it's happening now now we won't um so the soviet union when it busted up they lost uh, control of the conquered territories, Kazakhstan, you know, all of these, right? Uh, all the middle Eurasian countries, uh, that formed the, um, the width, so to speak of the Soviet Union. It was 12 time zones across. So it, it encompassed half the world at its peak. Uh, arguably including the Pacific Ocean and our territories, the Amer American Empire has done just as well. Because we've got Guam out there and, you know, Philippines to a certain extent, this sort of thing, right? Those are going to go falling away just as uh, Russia is now Russia and is not a whole amalgam of a bunch of other countries. There is the Russian Federation. It's different. Not the same form of power structure. And maybe we'll have a, form some kind of an American Federation after we're all done. I don't think so, though. The, um, the American people have been pretty well abused by all this empire shit. And uh, we're not really built to take it. And we're in rebellion against it now. We don't like being colonized by all the corporations. Their uber-fascism. It's falling away. And the... Uh, going to fall fast, uh, faster, as the um, ability to pay for it fails. That's such a significant thing, to have your currency system crash. That's what took down the Soviet Union, broke it apart, was the collapse of their, their money. And so it's happening to us too. Now, ours is, while it's by design at the moment, it was going to last this long, and that was about it anyway, right? Um, the petrodollar is long in the tooth. No one wants to deal with it. Too much debt. These kind of things are quite predictable. Even the people that make it were predicting it. The dollar, I mean. So they've known. And they can't sell their uh, replacements, and they know that as well. So they're in a Kind of a pickle. Kind of a conundrum. What are they going to do? That's with all of us. What are you going to do after the end of empire? Well, we have a lot of rebuilding here. We have people, um, a lot of people in need. A lot of different things we can do. Uh, the data sets had, um, actually had a lot to say about the post-empire period. It didn't, didn't strike me at the time in the interpretation to write it out that way, but clearly that is what is going on. We've extended ourselves, taken on too much of the, the debt of the world. They've extended us credit. That credit has got to be paid. We can't pay it. And there we go. They're saying now that uh, 
the Biden regime, the puppet masters, are going to make a deal to extend the debt ceiling into fall. Um, so we'll have a red October. And maybe so. The If so, uh, it's going to be quite the interesting um, confluence of forces that would, to some extent, um, have a tendency to reinforce the idea that before October we would get into the space alien issues very seriously. But it's hard to... Um, so it's hard at a, a tactical level to get your troops out on the streets uh, in fall for uh, the beginning of a war, in essence, starting a winter war, right? Winter wars don't go well just because of circumstances of the weather for all parties. And in winter wars, the respondent usually has the upper hand. So uh, the attacker um, has greater issues than the defender and thus uh, comes in at a technical disadvantage. As one could see, you know, I mean, if you're going to attack somebody, you got to get your shit over there, wherever it is. Um, winter weather hassles you in transportation and uh, effective storage. And it wears and tears on your people. They have to wear heavier gear, yada, 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 right? It all um, contributes and it all magnifies each other. Dung. Okay, so anyway, our um, current empire collapse will undoubtedly do things like, uh, quote, liberate Guam and some of our territories. Um, I don't think it's going to bust up the uh, Union of States itself. There's plans and things to keep all this together. And there's going to be the, uh, the whole, you know, new age space alien thing to deal with. Because, see, that implies all the new technology is, that shit comes out. And uh, a whole new power structure that would arise necessarily. Because of new forms of power, right? Yeah, watch out, girl. Anyway, um, you got to be careful up here where we're at because you can stumble into bear caves. Shouldn't be too much of an issue this time of year. And um, this particular area, we would have seen more signs of them if they were active. But you don't want to meet a 300-pound neighbor unexpectedly with claws, who's not a trans, and has fur. So, anyway, um, as I say, something to think about. How will you react? What are you going to build? 
So in Washington State, probably in response to the commies, uh, we've got a very active uh, Washington State uh, assembly movement. You know, these are a counter to and alternative to the uh, captured um, officialdom of um, our representatives. And it's sort of like a self-organizing collective on its own. These kind of things will come into their power as we go forward with the generalized collapse. Because somebody's got to do the work, right? And we're going to have the award to deal with, you know, they're invading us and all of that kind of shit. Again, a stupid thing to do. Especially when the, you know, the... I think it's something like if you took everybody over six years of age in the U.S., they've got an average of six guns, something like that, right? Um, I read once an outrageous figure. I don't know how they came up with it, but the mean, okay, so the mean in gun ownership is 111 weapons. That means, you know, half of the people have more than that and half of the people have fewer than that. It's like, fuck, you know, I sure as fuck. I, I have fewer than 111, I'll tell you that. But, um, you know, I ain't average. So, uh, you know, as I say, a bad move to try and invade uh, a heavily armed nation. And no, guns are not a problem. There's so many millions of the fuckers that if guns were jumping up and shooting people, we'd be losing a million people a day. In fact, given how many people we have and how many guns we have, we're very disciplined, right? Anyway, so coming into a new world, this uh, age of Aquarius, and in my opinion, um, because a lot suggested by the old data sets, we're going to go back to something that will, uh, from which we'll springboard, but something that'll resemble like a particular kind of, I don't know, um, what's that term? Uh, steampunk? So sort of like uh, steampunk 18th century science, uh, where we have to actually work our way out of all this um, uh, Zionist-imposed uh, illusion of science. And um, I get into the Zionist aspect of it some other time. They're going to be the ones that will suffer, though. Those people that were for the greater Israel, that were using the USA and other countries as a tool to achieve that. I'm coming. We got somebody here, I think. And that's uh, our people are here, and I'm going to bite them. They're on the other side of the fence. They're on the other side of the fence. They're not fair game, sweetie. Yeah, good girl. Good girl. Oh, cool. Getting some stuff done. A lot of work. Starting a bunch of new projects. Cleaning up on some old ones, too. So the, some of the materials I'd collected and had yet to get into, like the Shungite and that, that kind of stuff. Um, starting to progress into those. Really interesting uh, things there. 
and working on several of Cozy Ribs or books about him and, and his books. Let me get rid of that. There we go. Cool. So bright out here, I can't see the screen. I don't know if it's even operating anymore. Hang on. There we go. Sunlight, good stuff. So, um, as I was saying, uh, death of the American empire, not death of America, right? Reconstitution of America without all of the, uh, um, mostly British banker, Zionist directed, um, um, fuckery. And, um, we know that their, uh, fuckery is coming out because of all the, uh, videos and stuff coming out of Ukraine that show the, um, plans and uh, this kind of stuff that's been captured. Uh, basically, uh, the idea was that uh, after they took over their Ukraine, I think it was 2012, 2014, whenever they had their color revolution and took it over, from that point on, the idea was to, um, you know, make it into this uh, um, trans drag show heaven, uh, Ukraine kind of, you know, situation, attack Russia to get rid of their big enemy, but also um, bring it into NATO and uh, join up with the other Jewish communities of Europe to form what they were calling Greater Israel with uh, Ukraine basically being uh, the Jerusalem of this Greater uh, Northern Hemisphere Israel. This was the plan out of um, that they've been picking up out of uh, as I say, out of uh, recovered documents. And it's showing up on uh, Russian-speaking press. They're making the videos about it. Those are being translated and working their way to the West. Uh, the Russians are doing this right. They're not even the government and so forth. There may be some level of political uh, money behind the distribution of some of these videos, but it's difficult to see that that's actually the case. It looks much more organic. Um, so it's quite interesting to see these plans detailed and all of this kind of stuff. Um, so Israel, Israel, the sandy place, was going to be a um, like kind of an auxiliary, sort of like uh, vacation center sort of thing. And the, all the rest of Israel was going to be moved into the greater Israel that would be centered around Ukraine in this whole Zionist takes over the world kind of uh, scenario. But that's not happening. We're shifting out of the uh, age of the bull and out of the age of uh, the fish, the age of Taurus and Pisces, into the age of Aquarius. And this brings um, uh, distributed uh, systems. It breaks down the central systems. It breaks down uh, central authority. Uh, gives rise to new science, new, ma uh, new, yeah, new math, uh, new technologies. Uh, new awakenings, new awareness, and so on. So their timing was really fucking stupid um, because it's also, the in terms of going into Aquarius, it's the age of knowledge, which, of course, is exposing everything, which, of course, is the apocalypse. So welcome to the apocalypse, right? Um, are you going to the after party kind of thing? <laughs> so um, 
uh, we're going this way for a number of years. As I was saying in the data reports, maybe it'll be 100 years that it'll take us to get, get through the uh, amounts of hidden knowledge because, you know, we're not even really focusing on Antarctica yet. And uh, what's down there? We have yet to have the riots that liberate all of the um, uh, UFO information. And there's also something about that. Uh, it's possible that those riots will occur and that the liberation of the uh, UFO information will be concurrent with it, but not actual paper out of the riot itself, uh, simply because there's this developing uh, political pressure to have uh, more releases and so on. And so it may just have been temporally associated uh, by the data sets and not, not physically associated. But nonetheless, we're looking at uh, the revealing of all of this stuff and the revealing of, you know, life out in the greater universe kind of shit um, before fall. So, you know, August and into September, uh, that would be really an interesting coincidence with a red October. And that's, a, that's also going to give, um, you have to understand how interrelated all of this is. Uh, it may sound really far-fetched at this point, but the exposure of extraterrestrial life will not be reinforcing for central banks and central bank control of the planet, nor will it be reinforcing for, really, in my opinion, for any form of officialdom. Uh, whether it was designed this way or not, I think that, in my opinion, those people that, that uh, would sit and think about the issue would come up with the conclusion that, well, if space aliens are here or possible, and uh, we know that life exists out in the greater universe, the, and it may just drop down in my backyard, then I, I can't count on officialdom, right? There's no protection that our officialdom can provide. And so that's a huge chunk of confidence that's stripped away when you think, well, you know, all of the combined militaries, you know, the great Soviet uh, army, all of this kind of stuff can't do shit to stop space aliens from landing in your backyard and doing whatever the fuck they want with you. And so that's not going to give you a whole lot of confidence in uh, money schemes that they may be offering either, right? Um, so it's inter interrelated. And I think that uh, that that's a big issue for them. Some of them may be aware of it, that confidence is confidence is confidence. And it's all, uh, so basically it's like uh, chain link fences, you know. You ever cut one of those things? You cut one of the wires and the whole thing shreds apart. It's literally instantly split in half by uh, cutting one single wire and pulling that one piece out of the fence itself. Uh, up until then, it has a, a great degree of rigidity and can handle all, all different kinds of stuff. I once saw a chain link fence that had been across a road up here in the northwest. Flood comes along. Uh, the culvert and everything is washed out. The chain link fence still spans where that road had been. It had been there to keep um, elk and stuff from coming over onto this bridge, right? Um, this little tiny bridge, it wasn't a big bridge. It was like a, it had like maybe two culverts under, under it, something like that. So maybe 40 feet. Anyway, the stream was, it was a big year of rain. The uh, stream was washed out. The fence is still left there because it spanned several hundred feet. And so it was supported in the middle. Uh, and that fence actually had, had, uh, held, uh, uh a major fir tree that had been washed out, uh, further upstream and came roaring down and bashed into it and the fence groaned and you could hear it and it was groaning when we got there. I was with, um, 
uh, Department of Natural Resources at the time, uh, doing something entirely unrelated, and we had to go over there. Anyway, and um, uh, the tree had uh, stretched the, the chain link, but it held. But uh, it was our job to remove the chain link because it had now crossed the that road. It had been pushed down across the road by the the tree and it had to be released in order that the repair crew could come on in from the other side and have a hope in hell of dealing with any of it. Um, and so I was with the guys when they uh, cut that one piece and they only had to cut the thing. They didn't have to pull it out because as soon as they cut right in the middle of the chain link uh, on, a, on a taut piece of wire, the whole thing just broke and that tree and everything went rushing on down. Um, it was dangerous. One guy got hurt uh, as the wire went whipping past sliced him like a samurai sword um we had blood all over the cab of the truck it was a hell of a, hell of a job that day anyway um uh so uh, once confidence is gone in any part of the institution military uh political which political is eroding at the moment uh then everything else erodes and notice how you feel about the military you know our u.s military can't bring down a fucking balloon or are they lying to us or what the hell right so uh, confidence is eroding on all fronts. And once it's gone, then it's like, uh, you know, a farmer with a shotgun protecting his chickens and shooting at the space aliens, that sort of thing. Uh, as was forecast uh, in the reports, but it didn't make any sense then, just as the um, revealing relative to the riots didn't make any sense uh, back uh, 10, 15 years ago. But anyway, we're there now. I'll shut up. I got to get get in, get some more coffee, and then get back to work on another part of this. Um, anyway, guys, think about what you want to build uh, now that an empire is dying. What you want to throw away, and, and what's going to be good for you, and this kind of thing. Uh, somewhere, I think it was on Reddit. There was a group of people that was discussing. Um, they it wasn't termed that. I'll see if I can find the um, subreddit name. But it was a bunch of people that were basically discussing uh, entrepreneurship and new capitalism after the crash. And they're talking uh, both crash of the financial system and crash of the uh, Biden regime and the structure that supports it. Uh, Let me just end on this saying that, you know, of course, if Trump's able to survive all the assassination attempts and and the the uh, stolen elections and all of that kind of shit. We get in there and he gets reelected in 2024. Well, his first order of business is going to be a massive amount of firing, right? And it's not revenge. It's not retribution. It is uh, necessary. It's like a um, surgical cleansing, cutting out a cancer. Uh, you know, you got to debulk before you can start healing. And so we're gonna. He's going to debulk. Well, imagine what that's going to do to. Uh, services, but also to um, control systems and uh, to individual normies in terms of how they feel about stuff. They're already reeling under the uh, supply shortages, and which are increasing, the idea that we're going to have a famine and all of this sort of thing, right? Um, so somebody should, in my opinion, uh, in, you know, in your local area, start thinking about how you guys are going to rebuild there after all this shit goes down. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> welcome to the to the age of Aquarius. Uh, how does it feel to be a warlord? <laughs> okay, guys, <laughs> I'll stop now. I'm having too much fun, and I got to get back to brush cutting. <laughs> Bye, y'all.